Good morning. Today is Sunday, November 7th, 2021. Jews have long been active in protecting the environment, demonstrating, advocating for legislation, leading by personal example. Jews have been at the forefront of this effort for many, many, many years. Traditional Jews, and I am proud to include myself, teach Torah sources in Chumash, in Talmud, in codes of Jewish law like Shulchan Aruch, and in the words and works of contemporary scholars like Meir Tamari and many, many others, all of which inspire Jews and others, create values and obligations, mitzvah obligations, and provide detailed application of these mitzvahs and values to contemporary everyday life. I shared just a bit of this recently with some of you in connection with Shemitah, and I have taught and spoken about this subject extensively over many years. For the Jewish world, an important crossroad was reached 10 days ago. Last week was the UN Climate Conference in Glasgow, Scotland. Among the world leaders who spoke was Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett. And he said, as we gather here in Glasgow, we know that history will judge our generation's response to this threat, not by how ambitious we are, but by the practical steps we take. Israel is at the beginning of a revolution on climate change. He later wrote that he had received a letter from a group of rabbis in Israel urging him to pledge and, much more importantly, carry out dramatic action to combat climate change. That letter that was sent to the Prime Minister before he spoke has been translated and published, and it takes this discussion to a new and necessary level, especially as Prime Minister Bennett publicly wrote that the letter that I'm about to share with you influenced and perhaps made more extensive the declaration that he made in Glasgow. So this is a letter that was sent on October 29th of this year, 2021, just days before Prime Minister Bennett was to travel to Glasgow. It is a public letter to the Prime Minister of Israel by Israeli Orthodox rabbis in advance of the World Climate Summit in Glasgow, Scotland, directed to the Honorable Prime Minister of Israel, Mr. Naftali Bennett, 
signed by a long list of Israeli rabbis, many of whom you would recognize by their names, and I would humbly but proudly add my name in strong agreement to the contents of what I see as a revolutionary letter in the history of Jewish law. And the letter states, This letter is written to you entirely independent of party politics, ethnicity, religious identity, or even national identity. It relates to all humanity. And as such, we, the undersigned, have united to write about it. So the first part of the letter talks about the Torah analysis of sustainability that we have all discussed and been discussing for many, many years. Some of the material that I have shared with you before is the very famous Pasuk near the beginning of the Torah. God took man immediately upon creating human beings and placed him in the Garden of Eden to work the land, to conquer it, to develop it, to use it for human requirements and to guard it, to protect it. I shared with you before the fundamental and wide-ranging mitzvah that comes later in the Torah of Baal Tashchis, not to waste anything in the world. Listen to the words of Rabbi Shamshir Afol Hirsch, which I've shared with some of you before. This prohibition, it, re it is stated in the Torah regarding the needless destruction of fruit-bearing trees. This prohibition of purposeless destruction is only to be taken as an example of general wastefulness. Under the concept of Baltashkis, do not waste, do not destroy for no purpose. The purposeless destruction of anything at all is taken to be forbidden so that the Baltashkis of our text becomes the most comprehensive warning to human beings not to misuse the position which God has given them as masters of the world and its matter to capricious, passionate, or merely thoughtless, wasteful destruction of anything on earth that is all prohibited. Only for wise use has God laid the world at our feet when he said to man, subdue the world and have dominion over it. Baltashkis applies even if something is mine, I don't have the right to waste it for no purpose. Even if something is ownerless, a natural resource within the world, I'm not allowed to waste it without purpose. No matter how small the monetary value, it is prohibited. And clearly, wasting energy, wasting resources, damaging un 
owned property like the atmosphere, oceans, unused land. All of that is prohibited within the rubric of Baltashkis. And I've shared with you many times this famous passage in the Midrash. When God created man, God took man, Adam, on a tour of all of the trees in the Garden of Eden. And God said to him, Look at what I have created, God says to Adam. How beautiful they are. How valuable to you they are. And everything that I created in this universe, I created for your benefit. Be careful. That you do not ruin or destroy my world. Because if you ruin it, there is no one who is going to come along and fix it for you. So this letter, coming back to this letter, says the Torah analysis of sustainability is not only concerned with Baltashkis, as I described to you, with the obligation to guard and protect the earth as we're commanded in Barathees, the warning that God gives us in the Midrash that I just shared with you, and all of the other subjects and sources within the Torah, within the Talmud, that discuss this issue. These are just a few of the many sources that discuss issues that clearly create a halachic and moral importance a moral imperative to act boldly to prevent further harm to our earth. But listen carefully to what they write. Today, this subject relates to global pikuach nefesh, danger to life, in the fullest sense of these words. We're talking about a dramatic impact upon human life, hunger, drought, the human and security aspects of migration, national security. We are no longer discussing a subject relating to the future. It is present and already here. We ask this is the group of rabbis to which I proudly add my voice, speaking, writing directly to the Prime Minister of Israel. We ask that you represent the complete partnership of the State of Israel in the global effort on this issue. And I would add global jewelry on this issue. They then paraphrase words that were in last week's Haftorah. When the Haftorah says, kol Yisrael lecha, the eyes of all of Israel are upon you, David, King David. The eyes of many in the world are lifted towards us, the source of the major world religions. 
Ki mitzion teitzei sora udvar Hashem mirushalayim. Because from Zion shall go forth Torah and the word of God from Jerusalem. It is imperative and authentically Jewish that the Torah of protecting the environment should go forth from Zion and God's warnings and commandments on this issue should emanate from Jerusalem to the entire world. We've discussed before in a different context the concept of sakonas nefashos, threat to life, which means that all of the other mitzvahs of the Torah are set aside, except for three cardinal sins, which are not relevant to this discussion. It is the highest priority of Jewish law. There are two different categories of sakonas nefashos. One is acute, immediate danger. God forbid, a person has a heart attack. All the laws of the Torah are set aside to get that person to a place where they can be treated immediately. It's an acute sakonas nefashos, an immediate threat to life. Critical. But there is also a second category of sakonas nefashos, threat to life, where there is a long-term danger, where there are a series of individual moments each one of which by itself might not necessarily be fatal, but they add up to sakonas nefashos, a threat to life. Both of these categories are equally serious. Just to use an analogy that it is not exactly a precise analogy, but just to get an idea of how I mean to apply this, for example, as a general rule, a normally healthy person on Shabbos should not set aside the laws of Shabbos for a medical reason, for something that is very slight. For example, a person should not take medicine on Shabbos if there's nothing really wrong. Of course, if a person has an acute emergency on Shabbos, let's say, God forbid, a person has an attack of angina, of course they would take any medicine that is necessary that the doctor prescribes, and they would do anything under that acute medical emergency on Shabbos. Of course, all the laws of Shabbos are set aside. But what about a person who has, for example, hypertension, slightly elevated blood pressure, and they take medicine every day? Is it true to say that if a person misses one day of taking their pill, that their life is in danger? Well, you have to speak to your doctor. But it could very well be if in general the blood pressure is controlled, missing one day. First of all, I'm not giving any medical advice. I'm only using this as an example to teach the halakhic concept. But missing one day under those circumstances where it's relatively mild and it's under control, maybe that in itself is not an actual emergency to, if it would happen that you miss one day of taking the pill. But according to the laws of Sakonas Nafashas, that is also considered Sakonas Nafashas. And the medicine must be taken. 
and the measures must be taken because even though it is not an acute at this moment, life's or death threat, it is over time one moment in a series of moments that could lead, God forbid, over time to a threat to life. Climate change is in that category. One individual, single, small act may not in itself cause a threat to life. But when the ag they are aggregated, when it is happening globally, when there are a series of events over a period of time, that is sakonos nefashos, and that means that each one of those individual actions is likewise in the category of sakonos nefashos. This letter makes it obligatory, not just meritorious, but obligatory to do all that we can as individuals in our personal behavior, as advocates for societal change, proponents of legislation to protect the environment, and to seek leaders who will take this seriously and put it into action. Sakanas nefashos changes the balance of environmental damage versus economic harm. Whereas in the past, we would analyze and discuss what happens if a factory cleaning up the pollution that they're emitting causes that people will lose their jobs. How do we balance protecting the environment causing pollution with economic prosperity? While there are elaborate discussions of that topic, starting from the Talmud and in the codes and in contemporary writers, Sakanas Nefashos threat changes everything. It tells us very clearly the climate clearly outweighs economic flourishing. This statement by these rabbis is a thrilling new chapter in how Jews will galvanize themselves around this effort. It remains to be seen how, in practical detail, we will apply this appellation of Sakonas Nefashos, Judaism's highest priority, in its fullest sense, to protecting the environment. But this is a drastic change, similar to the, to the disruption caused by COVID, not only in our personal lives, but on a global level. Our responsibility to the global society. Everything changed when Sakonas Nefashos is applied to an impending disaster. I proudly add my name, my voice, my support to this paradigm shift as we all work together to protect God's earth. Please join me. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and I look forward 
to seeing all of you soon in person.